This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It is another edition of Philly Stam. Your host, James Seltzer. It is Tuesday, June the 1st, as we come off. Just a brutal Memorial Day weekend to Phillies baseball. I hope you all had a a nice, happy Memorial Day weekend. Uh, it was relaxing. It was nice for me, but it was certainly not relaxing nor nice watching the Phillies this weekend. The Phillies, a, just a, a rough performance this weekend as they lose uh, off day Friday, lose both Saturday and Sunday in Tampa. Um, and look, the Rays are good, but still frustrating losses nonetheless, frustrating given the, the way they went down and all that. And then yesterday, Memorial Day in Cincinnati, they just get their, their butts whooped and 11 to 1 just shellacking of the Phillies yesterday. And it's just frustrating right now. A lot to get into. We'll talk about Joe Girardi since we last spoke, deciding he's going to do things differently than every other team in baseball, whatever. We'll get to that. I mean, this team just right now feels like a real, a rudderless ship. And we've talked about it kind of heading in this direction multiple times. It's a team that's now 23 and 27 on the season. Their worst record of the year prior to the weekend, they had not been under 500, uh, not been more than two games under 500. They are now four games under 500. Excuse me, not 23 and 27. They're 25 and 29 on the season. Excuse me, still four games under 500. They're now four and a half games behind the Mets. The Mets way out in front. They're a game and a half behind the Braves, uh, tied with the Marlins, uh, two up on the Nationals, who have somehow been worse, but... Um, Just a massive disappointment from this Phillies team right now. And, you know, look, it's all the things we've talked about. It's the bad defense. It's the lack of hitting, the lack of timely hitting, the, you know, holes in the bullpen, holes in the rotation. Again, the offense, the lack of it, this team just hasn't hit at all. Just a total lack of offensive firepower. Um and obviously, look, Harper has been out. That hurts. JT was out for a while. He's back now, but that hurts. And DD obviously out. That hurts. But, man, even when those guys were there, it wasn't great. And certainly, you know, just a, you know, outside of Hoskins, who's been pretty good and struggled over the weekend, but has been um, – it didn't really struggle, you know, comparatively, but um, has been good. Um, you know, everyone's pretty 
pretty icy right now. Segura some hits here and there. Um, it's just a, a team that's floundering at the moment. And look, they're, they're a major league team. You can get it together. You can, you know, get players back and get through these times. But as we know, coming into the season, with there only being, uh, you know, the the two wild cards back to the normal amount of playoff teams, five in each league, um, that the Phillies playoff chances were drastically uh, decreased and now you know you fall behind big in the division i mean the wild cards are going to go to other spots the way this is all playing out i mean the divisions beat up on each other and they're all as we know other than the mets sub 500 um so you know it's still too early to, to fall out of it but they're on their way and again they haven't played great baseball you know they haven't really given you a a reason to believe that they can turn this around uh, you know it's been bad on on all fronts and you know with the injuries the lineups they rolled out have been subpar and they just can't get clutch hits they leave runners on base again the man the defense which we don't have to get into again i mean how many times can we talk about it but it flashes every game every you know there's a, a rare game like the last game of the Marlins series where you're a rare game where the defense plays well, and you're like, wow, that was cool. What a uh, a strange feeling that was. And then it doesn't last. Alec Bohm, just a horrible third baseman. I mean, consistently horrible. Um, continues to make mistakes. And obviously the offense hasn't been there. I know he's gotten unlucky, but, man, he has been just brutal. Um and then, look, Joe Girardi, man, what a massive disappointment he's been. We've talked about it, obviously, but uh, his comments, and we'll get to that after looking at the games, but what what a what a weak sauce thing from a Phillies manager. Yeah, we'll get to that. Let, let's look at the weekend of action. And then we'll get to the other stuff around the team. Also, of course, the um, the bad news in the uh, the Sunday game, Roman Quinn ruptures his Achilles Um Coming around third, trying to score a run. Does end up hopping into home, but you can tell it just popped um, out for a long time. Nine to 12 months is generally the, uh, the the common return window, so to speak, for, for someone with that. Um, it's a shame. He was uh, playing much better. Uh, over the last you know, month compared to, you know, obviously he had that injury that the bunting injury was out for a bit, but when he's played uh, prior to that injury a little bit, and then after two where he's been just much better than he was to start the season when he was obviously a disaster. Um, and it's a shame he, he started to pull together and provide some value. And then of course he gets hurt and look, it's, uh, it's just one of those things with Roman Quinn where it just seems like, you know, look, there are some people whose bodies can't withstand the 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 grind of of being a professional baseball player you know it it is a lot it's day after day after day 162 times and mornings and nights and days and travel and this and and roman quinn is just you know struggle to be able to to withstand that and it's a shame because he does have a lot of god-given gifts that are unbelievable and obviously we don't know about the speed being the the primary one but um it is a shame because he is a uh you know, was was really turning it around and, and felt like he was starting to turn around and um unfortunately it all uh all ends from there. And who knows if we'll ever see him playing a Phillies uniform. Me odds are, are probably not, but um 
definitely a shame. Definitely a shame. Um, you know, and look again, was giving something to the Phillies. All right, uh, let's go through the three losses and then the the Girardi stuff. Just a, a brutal weekend again. Really, really frustrating. You know, it's where you feel some level of hope coming out uh, of the the four game Marlins series in the sense that they salvaged a split, and it was like okay, you know. Winning two of four is not anything to write home about. It's not anything super special. But, man, you know what? When you do it in Florida against your nemesis, the Marlins, yes, as weird as that sounds to most people, it's a big deal for the Phillies, right? I mean, it is. And they did it, and it was huge, and uh, it was nice to see. And then they go and they just lay an egg in Tampa, and Tampa's good, but um, they laid an egg. They were just unable to do it. This one... Zach Wheeler was awesome. Obviously didn't get enough support, um, though the Phillies did keep themselves in it while he was pitching. Wheeler goes seven innings, gives up three earned runs. Uh, Defense did not help him. Only six base runners, four hits, two walks. 14 strikeouts for Wheeler. Career high for him. That was awesome to see. He was just nasty. You know, the stuff was there. He looked great. And, And to be fair, the Rays strike out a lot. And the Phillies... Struck out a lot in this game too. This was certainly not a, um, a you know, a, uh, a put the ball in play game. Phillies with 15 strikeouts themselves in this game as uh, the Rays go up in the first two run over from Austin Meadows. Phillies storm back in the fifth, score a couple. Ronald Reyes continues its big hits for this team a double, uh, and they get lucky. Uh, an error actually uh, scores a run. Well, allowed Torres to get to third on the play, um, but the, the run probably was scored anyway. Uh, regardless, makes it 2-2. We're all excited then. Bottom six, uh, an inning and a half later. Uh, RBI single for the Rays. Bad defense contributed the, the bases. Uh, base runners to begin with as the Phillies just, uh, you know, so much struggles on defense, um, but uh, the Phillies uh, tie it back up. Matt Joyce, seemingly his first moment, uh, positive moment as a Philly this season, it feels like. It's a uh, solo shot, 3-3. Feeling good, heading in the eighth. Wheeler comes out. Coonrod comes in, and that was it. Coonrod has really struggled as of late. You know, really amazing start to the season his era was in the the mid to high ones now it is at 363 you know still fine but um some bad outings in a row gets beat up here goes a third of an inning gives up two runs um ultimately they had a chance saying it but jose alvarado comes in and um allows coonrod's runner to to steal to score he's horrible uh walking a hit allowed um just an ugly performance from the pen here after Wheeler leaves. Uh, just, and those are your, your guys, right? You know, Alvarado, Coonrod, those are the guys you need to count on. And uh, and they couldn't, and they couldn't get it done. And uh, look, uh, let's not, again, bail out the offense. McCutcheon, who got dropped in the lineup by the end of the weekend, uh, but yesterday, uh, 0 for 4 in the leadoff spot. Segura, 1 for 3. Hoskins, 1 for 4. Romito, 0 for 3. Miller, 0 for 3. Bomo for four, Odubel over three, and then Quinn, Joyce, and Torres all won it. Five hits total, not good enough, not even close to good enough, you know. And I get it, uh, you know, I get it because it's a, a, a horrible lineup that you're rolling out there, just a, a disaster show of a lineup because uh, of injuries and all that. But that's what it is, and they did not show up. 
and the bullpen didn't show up. And what you have is a 5-3 loss to a good baseball team that took advantage of your mistakes. That's what happens. Next game, Sunday. More of the same as uh, Eflin. Didn't pitch great, but did not get helped out at all. Uh, one error, but there's another uh, couple errors that, that weren't called, it felt like. Eflin, four and two-thirds, four earned. <sighs> Six hits, one walk, five strikeouts. Gave up two home runs. That's really what killed him, but... Um, gives up a homer in the first to make it two nothing. Homer in the fifth to make it three nothing. That was all they would need. Ultimately, gives up two more in the fifth. Those were, um, you know, the homer in the fifth and then another one in the fifth. Excuse me. Those were kind of the error induced that last one. Then Phillies get a couple back in the six, get you excited a little bit, um, but ultimately end up leaving runners on base. And then the Rays pad their lead six two. Not much to say. You know, Eflin was, was not great. Suarez was okay, allowed uh, an inherited base runner score from Eflin when he came in, but otherwise was fine. Uh, well, that was really it. He got the one out after that. Uh, Brogdon in 82 thirds. Then a weird decision from Girardi, like brought Archie Bradley, and when Brogdon was like cruising, it with one out left, it was really strange. It made no sense at all. Uh, as again, Girardi, look, I've, I've ripped him for off the field stuff, but certainly it's not been great in game either. Um, Bradley gets hit up. The Phillies give up more runs. The game falls out of hand. They lose 6-2. And all of a sudden, you're on what's that called? A losing streak. And then yesterday, an embarrassing performance. Just didn't show up. Like, didn't get off the plane. You know, day game in Cincy. Whoops. The Vinny Velasquez thing crashes back down to earth. Who couldn't have seen this coming? It's not like any of us couldn't have expected this, as I said. You know, when talked about it many times, I was like, nope. I can't believe it. I'll hope. It looks different. It's fun. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful, but no way. And no way. <laughs> Many three innings, six earned runs gets beat up. Uh, just wasn't his day. Uh, homers, hits. Chase Anderson follows him in. He gets hit up. Three innings, two earned. David Hale comes in. One and two-thirds, three earned. That was it. 11 runs given up by Vincent Velasquez, Chase Anderson, and David Hale. I mean, that says it all. Am I right? I mean, jeez. What a horrible lineup of pitchers and, you know, the Vinny thing, whatever. But Hale, Anderson, again, proved they stink. And that's why they're brought in this game because there was a blowout already. That's why they pitched in that. But why have those guys on the roster? Just failed mistakes, failed signings. Um, and yesterday was a brutal loss. You know, brutal. One run. That was it. One run. That's it. Eight hits. Eight hits yesterday. Wow. And, you know, there's not much to say uh, right at this moment other than this team is uh, playing bad baseball because they they have been bad. You know, they, they look like a bad baseball team. They don't hit. They don't field. They don't have timely pitching, timely hitting. They don't seem like a team they don't seem like anyone even really cares when they're getting beat up when they're losing you know when they're when they're winning cool everyone's high-fiving when they're losing it's just like all right let's get through this like yesterday like that was a a poor effort a poor effort they got their butts whooped Cincinnati's not that great did you recognize the names of the guys hitting home runs yesterday and just crushing this team like I mean, really, like Tyler Stevenson, you know that guy is? I think that's his name. I know his name's Stevenson. 
I mean, come on. Who are these guys? Here. I mean, look at this. Some of these guys, I, I literally have no idea who they are. Tyler Nakin. I know him. He didn't over. I think it's Tyler Stevenson. He over. Some guy named Schrock homered. Who the hell's that? I never heard of him. Farmer. Kyle Farmer's hitting home runs. I mean, really? What is that? Just a bad performance. It was a bad performance after a bad weekend. Yet again, this team on the road just stinks. 10 and 19. They stink on the road. They've lost 12 of their last 17. They're an incredibly frustrating baseball team right now. They lose and they lose ugly. And they're not fun to watch. You know? They're not a fun team to watch. They play bad baseball. And let's get back to Girardi, all right? Because, look, I've criticized him, rightfully so, quite a bit this season for the in-game decisions he's made, for the lack of handle that he has had with this team, the lack of, um, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Just um, uh, command. He's really struggled, it felt like. And and also on top of that, the lack of culture, the lack of what we were just talking about. This is a team that feels like a bunch of strangers playing a sport together. You know, where's that Girardi culture? Where's that difference maker? Where's that game changer? He has not been there. And I think it's very fair to criticize him. And then after he lies to everyone about the Bryce Harper injury, like flat out lied, was asked point blank, is this an injury? He said no. Then he's on the IL two days later. So like, all right, bro, like you lied. You're the one who lied. We didn't force you to lie. Nobody forced you to lie. You could have just said, yeah, it's an injury. But then you made the competitive advantage thing, which we talked about, which is so stupid. I mean, we're talking about if, if there is a competitive advantage, a fraction of a fraction of a fraction of a competitive advantage. Like, it's so silly to imply that there is a meaningful competitive. It's a joke. Like, it's ridiculous. And then this is what he does after. So that happens. And then asked after the game... The other day, um, uh, asked uh, about why Gene Segura, when he pinched it, didn't stay in the game, and Nick Maton entered at second base. Here's what Girardi said. He said, just so you guys know, we're going to approach this different. I've talked to people in our organization, just a manager's decision, and I'm not going to share anything. Who's available? Who's not available? Because I think it's somewhat unfair to us. Just like if you were to do something, you're not going to necessarily share it with a rival reporter. So that's the way we're going to handle it. Just a manager's decision. More uh, from Girardi. He said, I'm not providing any injury updates. Uh, not if they're on my roster. I'm not. Uh, he said he's, uh, if they're on the roster, he's available. If you want to ask about someone on the IL, that's fine. Uh, but if he's on the roster, he's not going to do that anymore. Uh, I mean, come on, man. Like, Joe. You put your foot in your mouth and you lied. Which, by the way, Mike Sielski dug up a quote uh, from his introductory press conference where he said, one thing about me is I'm always going to tell you the truth. So it's like... <laughs> but then he lies, he gets caught, and now... And I'm sure, look, I'm sure this is an organizational decision. I don't think this is just Joe Girardi's decision. I'm sure Dave Dombrowski's involved, Tim, Tim Folden's involved, whoever else is involved. Who knows? But, man, what a weak move. I mean, what, you're not going to... like. Hey, you know who does this? Every team in baseball. Every team in baseball does this. There is no competitive advantage. Everybody does it. It's just so weak. 
Like, it makes me wonder how Girardi survived in New York for a decade. Like, Philly must be a thousand times tougher than, than New York. That's my biggest takeaway from this whole thing. I mean, it's so soft. It's like stand up and answer. That's not a competitive advantage. What are you talking about? You think Alex Cora or Donnie, Don Mattingly, as you call him, Donnie, is going to manage a game differently because you might use Bryce Harper as a pinch hitter in the ninth inning when he's beat up? Really? Really? Stop. It's insulting. It's insulting to all of us. And here's the thing. We ran a manager out of town because we didn't like his press conferences. Because And look, I, I was complicit. But we said, oh, this Gabe Kapler guy, he never tells us the truth. He's always shining us on. He never admits when his players stink. He never blames his players when they do stupid things. He doesn't blame his players when he should, when we want him to. He does things like say, uh, oh, well, this happened that was good when you lose by 10 runs, and he's talking about the janitor and how good a job he did. Oh, remember all that. That was like as big a reason that Gabe Kavler got fired as anything was how he presented himself to the media. And now Joe Girardi's not even going to present himself to the media? He's just taking his ball and going home? He won't do what every other manager in the in the league does? And Gabe Kavler got ran out of town for it? Is this really where we're at? It's, look, look. You know, I thought Gabe Kavler wasn't a fit, and I get it, and he's doing an awesome job in San Francisco. Way better than Joe Girardi, or I'd rather Gabe Kavler than Joe Girardi right now. I don't think there's any question about that. But... You know, we ran Gabe out of town, and it's one of those things where now with Girardi, it seems like there are so many things that have happened. So many, just this year. Just this year. So many things that have happened where we can say, wow, if that were Gabe Kapler. And think about the response times 10 that would happen to the thing Joe Girardi did. Whether it's when he went out to the mound twice in the same inning and had to pull Zach Wheeler because of it. The lineup card fiasco when he couldn't bring Eniel De Los Santos into a game because he was on the lineup card. Can you imagine? Can you imagine if Gabe Kapler did that? Can you imagine that? Oh, my God. The Segura stuff. The dust up of that with Gabe Kapler. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? I mean, Gabe Kapler might not make it out of the, the clubhouse that night before getting fired. I mean, it'd be unbelievable. Right? And then how about now? How about if Gabe Kapler said, I'm not answering your questions anymore. I'm not doing what every manager in the league does. I'm the one. I'm not doing it. Oh, competitive advantage. Yep. That's why. Man. It's pretty crazy, and I think it's a horrible decision by the Phillies and Girardi. I, you know, certainly by Girardi. Um, I just think it's a bad move, and I think it could come back to bite them. And I think it's certainly um, eroding trust uh, between the team and and the fan base, a team that you know hasn't done a lot over the last decade 
to deserve the trust, as we all know. Um, and look, John Middleton's gone out and spent money. You know, he is not his fault that the people, well, it is, you know, he hired the people, but the people he hired have not done a good job with it, but he spent money. But um, it's hard to blame him. But at the same time, like, you definitely can be frustrated with this team. You should. I mean, it's been a decade since they made the playoffs. And now for this team that was a lot of hope with it and a lot of expectation to, to do this, it's it's bad. And I think Girardi deserves a lot of the blame, and now he's not answering questions. So, you know. All right, back at it today. Two more in Cincinnati before they mercifully come home to face Washington. A, a nice, needed homestand, a nine-game homestand against Washington, the Braves, and the Yankees. So, you know, tough. Excuse me, a seven, uh, eight-game homestand, two against the Yankees at the end. But um, they need it. But first, two more in Cincinnati. One today, uh, excuse me, tonight, and then uh, a 12-35 early game tomorrow. Uh, Nola versus Sonny Gray today. Great matchup. Sonny Gray is a good pitcher. Nola, obviously, they need him tomorrow. They need Aaron Nola tomorrow. And then uh, Spencer Howard slash Suarez slash whatever uh, on uh, on Wednesday, the day game against Gutierrez. So we'll see. We'll see. They need one today, man. Do they ever need this one today after 11-1? They need to show up. That was embarrassing. We'll see if they do. Either way, whether they do or don't, we'll be back to talk about it tomorrow. So until then, thank you for listening to another edition of Phillies Today right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.